Good evening, Potswoggle audience. We would like to reiterate our thoughts regarding the incident for former Swoggle Squad member Michael Whidden from several weeks ago. Potswoggle does not condone what Michael Whidden said during his unfortunate incident in Gainesville during his wedding some month ago, and we are further distancing ourselves away from Michael Whidden. Wait, wait. We wait, mullet. Um this is this is Whidden. I'm here. I'm on the podcast. Oh. And am I still a Swallow Squad member? I mean, you said some shit. All I said was I do. Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty up there. Well, I mean, can I do something to get back into the Swallow Squad? <sighs> Name me 13 porn stars right now. Charlie Chase, Dana Vixen, Noelle Easton, Elay Smith... Uh, Janet Jameson, Cytheria, Skin Diamond, Missy Stone, Diamond Jackson, Cleo Valentine, Angelina Valentine, Daisy Marie. That's a callback. <laughs> and Jada Fire. That's 13. Welcome home, baby. Thank you. Enjoy the show. This is the Potswoggle Network. Film at 11. Welcome to Podswoggle, a wrestling podcast with entertainment. There are a lot of fucking matches in front of me. I am your host, Mullet. We are back on the podcast for our annual SummerSlam Pick'em podcast. And maybe our new annual NXT Summer Special Pick'em show. Over the Skype waves, I have three of the four other members of the Swoggle Squad. We'll start off in Chicago, Illinois, Rich Camelucci. I got a mic stand resting on my belly. Got the meat sweats, beast feet, and an old style for Augie. And you're dating somebody right now. That's amazing. <laughs> no, I'm not. Wait, what? Uh, yeah, we lost two legends in the two and a half months that we were dating, so I broke up with her. <laughs> you're kidding. No, I'm not. That's not the reasons, but we're not dating anymore. Oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> well, then, then edit? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think we have to worry about her listening to the show. <laughs> All right. Well, then Rich is back to being rich. Hey, the universe <laughs> corrects itself. In San Antonio, Texas, not permanently, but just for the purpose of this podcast, Michael Whitten is here back on the podcast after a short sabbatical. Oh, boys. It, it feels good to be back. And let me tell you something. It is so refreshing. Just so refreshing to have Whataburger after seven years. It's so refreshing. Uh, it's been, what, probably like a year and a half, two years for us, Rich? Something like that. It was, uh, it, was pretty, it was pretty difficult sitting on an airplane on the way to Vegas last year and seeing people come from the Whataburger that's in the airport that we were at and me not being able to get off the plane to go get it. Actually, oh, I want to say it was like just over a year ago because I think it was just before we both left Gainesville. Yeah, I think you're right. We saw some wrestling show and... Drove through Jacksonville and engorged ourselves. Well, welcome back. Congratulations. 
Uh, thanks, I, thanks. That's, that's on behalf of all the listeners, even though I was in your fucking wedding. Uh, <laughs> well, well, on behalf of all the listeners, uh, thank you very much for all the warm wishes and everything. Uh, it, it's, it's weird. Uh, I actually had to bring this up. Somebody, I think it was uh, Tyler Barr, uh, tweeted out, you know, congratulating me on my wedding. Only four people favorited that tweet. All four of them, cam girls. <laughs> and they're bots, but I, I saw it too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, man, you're living the gimmick, all right? <laughs> you're living the gimmick. Good shout out to Tyler Beer for that. And in New York, Tope. Yo, I had a fucking apple for dinner. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, spoiler alert, Tope's still drunk from episode 247. Um, oh, golly. Uh, how how are you feeling, Tope? It's the first time you've been on the show since all that. Feeling fantastic. Feeling <laughs> great. Nothing's changed in my life. That's... <laughs> <laughs> so Good to hear. Good to hear. Uh, all right, so let's not beat around the bush. Uh, it's been a while since we've all been together, and of course, Augie's still not here, so we're not all together. Uh, but let's get into our Pick'em podcast. The the kind of schedule for the podcast is going to go, we're going to start with NXT Brooklyn, then we're going to go to SummerSlam. Uh, if we can fit stuff in, we'll fit stuff in. Uh, next week... More likely than not, we're going to have a hiatus, a week, uh, a week break, to build up the anticipation for 250, which will be the following week, which will be our sixth annual draft. There might have a little mini bonus episode in there. Let's get it kicked off. Rich, do you want to uh, do you want to explain what happened? Uh, tell everyone when we're recording this and the bomb you dropped on us uh, earlier this afternoon. Yeah, we're recording this around uh, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Tuesday, August 18th. And around, what was that, 4 or 5 Eastern time, uh, yep. Triple H sent out a tweet that I saw through a Twitter notification of a lot of people retweeting it uh, that had a really cool old style, old, like old school graphic, uh, like a, a show gr- like poster for NXT TakeOver, but then there was another one full of all new matches. An and- entire poster full of new matches. Yeah, and so uh, I alerted these fine gentlemen about that because we were doing our pickums tonight, and yeah, um, we then went into quite the tailspin as to what the fuck was going on. <laughs> yeah, blue was there and everything. It as, was crazy. As was <laughs> most of the internet because, like, most like most everyone's like, "What? What does this mean? Where? What are these?" So, so what we're going to do is, and I'm pissed because my pickums for the first time ever were in numerical order with the five matches. It was really cute. It was five through one. But uh, uh, we're going to act as though these all these ten matches are going to be on the special. Because that poster that Triple H sent out said 7.30 start time. Of course, they've been advertising uh, TakeOver to start at nine on the network. So if this is either an extra TV taping or they're adding an extra hour to TakeOver and making it a full-blown three-hour event. We don't know. Uh, so kind of like the old days of SummerSlam uh, Pick'em Podcast where we just added in prospective matches, we're going to go ahead and do all ten matches for TakeOver and adjust the points accordingly there. Also, it's fun to hear Tope pretend like he knows who half these people are. Yeah, I mean, I, I know one of them. 
<laughs> Somehow that's still not Samoa Joe. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, we know we know the one that he knows. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure he'll have something to say about her later. Uh, so let's get it kicked off. It's weird, like to like like I don't know what analysis we're really gonna have for Carmella versus Eva Marie, but that's what we're starting with. Uh, and I was so excited for the Divas matches to be second from the top, and we have another one out here on the bottom. Uh, uh, when you start, sure, I'll let you <laughs> go ahead. Uh, I I threw a dart at a wall, and it hit a lamp, and I think Carmella's brighter than Eva Marie, so I have Carmella for two. Sound analysis by Michael <laughs> Whitten. <That's, laughs> that sounds like Augie's normal analysis. Um <laughs> Wait, wait, again, just like last time, Augie's going to probably be fucking great at these, because he watches NXT every week. Uh, I'll go, just because this is already fucking ridiculous. Uh, I was at the last set of tapings, so I have either a, a big advantage or a major disadvantage. Because I saw things that are happening later on, you guys of course read them. Uh, I can't believe I wrote Eva Marie down on a book this early in my Pick'em career. And I can't believe I wrote the number nine next to it. Woo! Yeah, money! <laughs> Whoa. Oh, it's already Whoa. starting. I am up. I'm up. I'm up. I'm the I'm air. Up. I woke up. Uh, uh, now, I just have to preface this. I cannot wait for her next NXT taping match because holy shit did she fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> it was so, like, I was sad because the first one I saw was like, oh, man, like, she, like, She's still a little awkward, but that wasn't bad. And then this one was, like, going okay. And Sam was, ne- when my wife was next to me, disappointed. And then she just totally forgot to kick out of a false finish. <laughs> and the crowd just... <laughs> like, oh. I'm, like, I mean, like, suplex, one, two. She's taking a nap. <laughs> and the ref says <laughs> to stop. And the crowd, it was like a fucking pack of wolves just fucking, like, pouncing. Man. Oh, wow. Peace did, to resistance. Did they, like, reshoot it? No, they just kept going. <laughs> Wait, Which with a the match? Game. Yeah, they just kept, like, she, like, the ref stopped, said two, Eva Marie finally was like, huh, what's going on? And then she just went right into her fucking slice bread number two finish, and that was it. <laughs> so part of me thinks that it's just for fucking total divas. I, because I want uh, uh, Eva Marie and uh, uh, Cameron to have a match that the stipulation is it has to end in a correct pinfall. <laughs> it'd be like a Kamala match where they're trying to fucking roll each other around and figure out how to do it uh, yeah so Eve Marie for 9 I hate my life Rich god damn it dude <laughs> that's hilarious um, yeah no I'm not anywhere near that uh, <laughs> that's, that's amazing I have uh, this fantasy in my head of 13,000 people Saying all at the same time, chanting Carmella. <laughs> uh, so I have Carmella for four. Which, by the way, uh, right like it, in the vicinity, I don't know how far Madison Square Garden is from the Barclays Center, but they don't chant Carmelo in that building, but they're going to chant Carmella in this one. You said Carmella for four, right? Yes. Awesome. Oh, God, Tope, please. Come on, man. I'm just on your Instagram right now, so I have Eva Marie for four. Thank you, buddy. That's a last-second change. (laughs) 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 No, that's that's what I had. I feel like, uh, let me make some shit up. Uh, You need the next contender. They're building her up. You know, 
massive heel heat. It's a great first opponent for, you know, whoever the champion's going to be. And their Instagram is great. Uh, yes, yeah, someone's got to build her up since her plastic surgeon did. After, uh, yeah, after, by the way, after that massive botch, and she just acts like nothing's wrong, she did the fucking title motion on her waist of the hard cam, and I cackled like a fucking hyena. <laughs> and never <laughs> fucking thought that she would even dream of doing that. I, um, what part of her body did she do it to? <laughs> she did it to the room. Yeah. Uh, I find it interesting that you think that that might have been for Total Divas because that would just be fascinating if they go out and, and have this person just completely just make themselves vulnerable to be completely eviscerated by hundreds and then soon to be thousands, tens of thousands of people. Uh, all for the 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 sake of a a failing reality show. Well, yeah, because also like they're airing those commercials now where it's like the fans thus far have loved Eve Marie, and it fucking drives me nuts every time. I'm like, no, 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 they don't. They are those, these U.S. these USA copywriters just don't watch the show. They are those for Total Divas. Well, they they're well, no, they're having commercials right now on like that they're airing doesn't, during Raw. It, it doesn't. We've already spent way too much fucking time. Yeah, but okay. What are the fifteen different scenarios in which this match can end? Hey, this this is not WrestleMania. Y'all shut your mouth. And not this one. (laughs) Fine, Tope. We'll do it off air. We'll let's go through this one really quickly. Bull Dempsey versus Elias Sampson. Uh, Tope, go ahead. (laughs) We're on a podcast, man. (laughs) We did this a long time ago, and it was like five things. Sorry. Sounds like a fucking like Wayne's brother character. <laughs> uh fucking Bull Dempsey. Wait, is that who you say? Yeah, Bull Dempsey for six. Now, do you know what Elias Sampson's new gimmick is? No. He's the drifter. This, this Bull has... Dempsey for a million. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know how he's going to draw a dime? Because he comes out with a guitar. Uh, he lo- By the way, in this new gimmick, when he debuted it at Full Sail, he lost a dark match. <laughs> Uh, that being said, uh, hashtag Bullfit, man. I got Bull Dempsey for seven. Uh, Bull Dempsey, what do you have? I am... Oh, God, I hate myself right now. I am <laughs> literally sitting in a chair in the same position that, uh, that that picture with the chips all over his chest. Like... Right. I... God damn it. Wow. Existential crisis. Uh... Yeah, Bull Dempsey's the hottest thing going in wrestling right now. So I have uh, <laughs> Bull Dempsey for six. Although, the the only things that I've seen of uh, Elias Sampson, the drifter, is on like NXT's Instagram. They'll just show him like out like by the lines and stuff like that before the shows. Like him just like actually like playing guitar for people, and like he has a, a hat or his guitar case out or something like that for for tips. It's I, 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 it's cute. It's not like he's a country music star, so it's fine by me. <laughs> uh, Bull Dempsey is the hottest thing going in wrestling because he peeled an apple an hour ago. Yeah, he's running hot. He's yeah, exactly. He's, and uh, this is uh, in advance, Rich. I'm sorry for what I call you on a future Married with Movies oh, uh, because on. I called you Bull Dempsey. It's I think you'll appreciate the other one better, so that's fine. Uh, Witten. Rich, you just described every corner in Nashville. 
<laughs> just yeah. somebody with a guitar with their guitar case out. There's somebody out there with like a little toy electronic keyboard. You see him everywhere. Bull Dempsey for four. Next. Alrighty. Uh, the match that makes me think that all these matches are actually going to be a part of it because it was moved in that poster. Uh, uh, originally, we were going to do this because it didn't have an opponent name, but now the opponent is named the debut of Apollo Cruz, who we've been on the, the boat for forever. Against poor Ty Dillinger. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to start just so I can get my joke out there. God damn it, he gets a perfect 10 gimmick, so I have Apollo Cruz for 10. <laughs> Rich. I hope he enjoyed that week, so. Uh, yeah. It's so poetically tragic for Ty Dillinger. It really fucking is. Uh, by the way, how did, because uh, Apollo Crews did have a match on that set of tapings that you went to, how did he Killed look? It. Looked great. Uh, he also wrestled Martin Stone, who used to be Danny Birch, who they got rid of, works all the Evolve shows, and now just comes back as a jobber. Yeah. <laughs> the exact same outfit. Uh, he didn't do much. Uh, he's not doing the full Uha combination for his finish. He's just right. doing the press and the moonsault. They're probably saving the shooting star. But sure. crowd fucking loves him. He got the, he got to keep the theme so far. Cool. That's, uh, that we that we heard online. I'm crossing my fingers and knocking uh-huh. on wood um, for that. But yeah, yeah it's also looks, good to know that that uh, one of us can go see him and he won't shatter his knee for a year. I said the same thing to Jimmy and his buddy Eileen Roy goes, The last time I was in the same room this guy wrestling, I uh the I hated wrestle last. for another like eighteen months. Well no, actually no, we did see him at an evolve show, so never mind, that was a lie, remember? In Orlando, we saw him with all the NXT people were there. He worked the tag with like AR Fox and stuff. Oh, so that was a lie. You're right, you're right, you're right, right. Okay, sorry. Yeah. But the Rip first time it. I saw him, we almost right. killed him by sitting yes. in the vicinity next to him. Yes. Uh, so, I have um, I have Apollo Crews for nine. Uh, one other thing I do want to point out uh, uh, Ty Dillinger in his debut beat Solomon Crow, who was nowhere to be found on any of this. He'll, uh, once but, once this next class graduates to the main roster, Crow will get his chance. He will be in Bola next year. That is my prediction for the end of the year podcast that we do in four months. <laughs> Tope. Uh, oh, um, what do you guys think about his name? I was going to ask you the exact same thing, just because we haven't talked about it and for no other reason. Because that's my answer. Because it's a fucking amazing name, so ten. <laughs> fucking love that name yeah it's it's a pretty badass name and it opens up all the doors for them to bring in carl weathers and terry cruz at a little date on, on the uh on his shirt too it they're gonna i guess like one of his things or whatever is gonna be like apollo nation so i like that they're they still keeping the nation in there like somewhere yeah. in the vicinity uh Witten. ty dillinger is not russian Right? <laughs> no. What Apollo be- Cruz for ten. Oh, okay, got it. But if Uha Nation dies in his debut, Witten, I'm blaming you. Uh, actually, it's my fault because I'm gonna be there, and I was there the first time too. Oh, <laughs> it's gonna be you. It's you. Oh, you're, you're, you're fish- I was gonna ask you if you found tickets. I am going. Uh, me and me and RJ are going, and he. I'm trying to quote him. Basically, he's going to cream all over me during the Kevin Owens match. I'm like, wait, wait till Sasha Banks, man. You're going to get her first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, my God. That's going to be tit for tat. Brooklyn is going to look like the elevator scene in The Shining, but white. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies to your section. 
No, someone's someone's going to drown in semen on the way to Broadway. Tope is what's going to happen. Uh, also, I'm glad to know the yeah. I'm glad to know uh, Paulo Cruz's career is over, and that this show is going to have a seven star match on it because RJ is going to be in the building. Of course. Uh, next, uh, Fatal Four Way women's match because it's NXT. Uh, yeah, this is out of nowhere. Uh, Charlotte, Becky Lynch, Emma, uh, Dana fucking Brooke. Uh, whose turn is who has not gone first yet? I don't think Tope's gone first yet. Uh, no, I went first on the uh, Bo Dempsey, but I thought it was a tag team match. No, it's a fatal four way. <laughs> so, Rich, go right. first. <laughs> I'll make a quick adjustment. Yeah, Rich, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, Rich is the one that, and because it's a fatal four-way match, uh, uh, Becky and Charlotte don't have to take a pin, which is good for them since they're working the next night, and you still get a chance to put over your fucking pet project, who likes to pet heads, Dana Brooke, for three. Win? Uh, of course, due to circumstances, I have not watched NXT in a while, so... I only put one point on this. She has been getting the biggest pops, I think, and she's been getting the best fan reaction so far since she moved up to the main roster. I'm going Becky Lynch for one. Yeah, the pop Becky got on Monday, like, I was taking a shit and I heard it. (laughs) I was like, wow, is that Becky Lynch coming out? Good for her, man. Uh, Well, we're going to bat three for three so far uh, on different matches. Uh, I... I was thinking that philosophy, Rich, but also I'm kind of considering a lot of these new matches as just making that hour just like a fucking house show, all the very most. Because it's going to be in Brooklyn, it's not going to matter, it's going to be fucking electric. Uh, It also ties into my picks for the following night. This is like multi-layered picks here. Uh, Keep the strongest strong, I'm going Charlotte, and I put four points on it. Tope. Uh, this is going to sound like I just made all this up, but I've had it the entire time. Uh, I think Dana's going to pin Emma, and maybe you can start a few with them. Let them go off their own way. Let Becky and Charlotte go off their own way. It's probably our last match on, on in a NXT and instant feud right there. So, uh, Brooke for three points. God, I've had the most points on every single fucking match so far. <laughs> <laughs> that is terrifying. Uh, oh, yeah, the tens, but still. Uh, Eight-man tag, because god damn if they did not... This is why this extra hour exists, because they didn't have Zoe and Cass on the show. Uh, Enzo, Big Cass, and the fucking hype bros against Dash, Dawson, Jordan, and Gable, which sounds like the shittiest like fucking seasoning company in the world. Uh, just for Dash. Uh, I'll start this one. Uh, this one really fucked me up because either this week on NXT or the following week, the Hype Bros, Enzo, and Cash wrestle an eight-man tag against a bunch of jobbers for no real reason. Uh, oh, so it is going to be this week to promote this match. This is like the fucking longest puzzle I've ever had to put together in my mind. Um, <laughs> but they're really protecting Jordan and Gable. Right. Uh, from stuff that happens later. Uh, but I still think they're going to send the crown happy, so I went with uh, Enzo Cass and the Hype Bros, but only for one point. Uh, Rich. Uh, yeah, I think that makes sense, what you said. Uh, I also think they might start to protect Dash and Dawson a little bit more as well, just because they have like a dope-ass tag team move. 
But both everyone, both heal teams have dope ass finishers. True. Uh, all right. So here's my theory: because they can always save face after the match or whatever. But just because they're anywhere near, like any time Zack Ryder can like sniff where he's from, they're not gonna <laughs> let him win. I'm gonna go. Don't say that on air. Don't say that on air. <laughs> and it's a it's a really big platform to make Jordan and Gable look really fucking good and make them winners. Um, and also, if like Jordan and Gable start losing so early into like, oh, those things working, like that kind of defeats the whole purpose of the months that they use to build that. Uh, so I went with Jordan, Gable, Dash, and Dawson, uh, which may be harder to say than the way you said it before. <laughs> Very uh, much is. Especially that fast. Jordan, Gable, Dash, and Dawson. Jordan, Gable, Dash, and Dawson. Jordan, Gable, Dash, and... Nope. Uh, they're also going to be all four of my attorneys. <laughs> uh, one with them for two. Okay, I'm just going to write heels for, <laughs> for like a, a better term. Uh, I totally also fucking forgot that... Um, Fucking uh, Dawson and the only thing is Dawson and Dash were not at this taping at all. Uh, I'll bring that up later. Yeah, but, but I also that's I, the thing with this is that it depends on what they're doing with the women's match because I feel like the tag division is going to become the new women's division in NXT, especially from the last set of tapings. Tope, uh, you got a lot of hometown, at least home area guys here. Um, so I went with the fucking hometown boys. For end zone company for five points. Motherfucker, win. Uh, yeah, uh, I went with the hometown boys as well. Big tag matches like this, you can get certain people to look strong, but all it takes is just a quick, you know, a quick finish. And with all the other matches that I have on this card, I think this is one match that could really, really send the crowd home happy. I have them for nine points. Oh! Oh, the only thing that's missing is bright-ass red hair, and I would feel so much better. I know who I'm cheering for. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking... uh, Remind me to talk about this match during SummerSlam. The soft and floppy. Alright, so those are the new new matches. Uh, Let's get into the matches we already were always going to do, starting with... uh, I'm going to go on record as saying the most random match in Potswoggle Pick'em history. Tyler Breeze and Chushin Thunder Liger. Uh, I really wish Augie was here so we could explain Chushin Thunder Liger. Wynn, go ahead and kick us off. It seems like this this match, in, in my mind, is kind of one of those matches where you have uh, a prolific name go up against you know, some up-and-coming riser to put over that up-and-coming riser. The only problem is that Tyler Breeze is already he's already there. So, hence the conundrum. But I, I, I still went with the reasoning that they're bringing him in to, uh, to put Breeze over, make him look so much stronger, and reading the spoilers, maybe actually really putting him in the in the NXT title hunt just just himself. So with that I went Tyler Breeze for Yeah, eight points. 
Alrighty. Uh, Tope? This is a shit I don't trust. Because this <laughs> motherfucker's 50. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, like Pimpinella Escalada, man. I think Pimpy and Juice and Liger are the same fucking person, Rich. <laughs> I just don't know, so I put Tyler Reese or two. So that, that fucking mask. You, they would make so much money selling those masks. And that's what they're going to do. For like one night, and then meanwhile, at fucking uh, the Mets Stadium, fucking Okada's going to wrestle in front of 4,000 people. Because ROH doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Rich. Don't worry, they'll put Hunico under that mask again. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already, I already have like a, a dark conspiracy theory that like, there's been eight Jushin Thunder Ligers over 500 years or something. <laughs> if, if you look at the consistent increase in paunch, you'll know that's not true. And all you gotta really, well, that's true. But all you really have to do to tell Augie like what Jushin Thunder Liger is, is just tell him he's a Voltron or something. And Jushin Thunder Liger is the Doctor Who of the wrestling world. Yes, that's... that's wow, that's, yeah, wow. That, you nailed it. That was <laughs> my thesis. Thank you. Uh... <laughs> But yeah, and then also it helps having just like read excerpts from a uh, an interview Liger did in Japan where he just basically said like, yeah, I just love going to America. And so they asked me, I was like, let's do it. And so <laughs> he's obviously not. I really, I really hope he's that less fair about his entire career. It's like, man, that's like fucking wrestling. What are we doing? Am I losing? Well, yeah, whatever. It kind of sounded that way in the, like the translation of the interview. It sounded pretty chill. Jushin Thunder Liger, chill bra. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's why I went with uh, Tyler Breeze for 10. Oh, shit. Ooh. Ooh, oh, thank you, Rich. Thank God. you, Rich. No, no. oh, for, okay. Uh, I, I'm going to defend Rich on this. This is the Kofi Kingston shit. Look who was in this match. <laughs> Look at it! When, he, when he, Tyler Breeze wins, we're going to be like, what the fuck? We, how is it not 10? His, he's 50. He's from Japan. <laughs> yeah, you know, NXT is the future, but... <laughs> oh, here, if he loses, though. Here's my thing, is that I, I think his Liger... Remember, New Japan and ROH are like fucking butt buddies. Like, they fucking... No, they're like friends with benefits. Like, hey, you want to fucking follow around? No, nah, I'm tired. All right, whatever. Next time. Like, like when Liger comes over, he loses to like everybody. Like L- Liger comes over to ROH and puts people over. The only person like that he didn't put over was Dalton Castle, which is a travesty. Uh, but like he like Dalton Castle and Tyler Breeze are almost the same thing, except total opposites. <laughs> They're almost the same thing, but like two incredibly varying degrees. Exactly, yeah. Like, you just replace the phone with possible gay dudes, with and it's the same thing. Boys, boys, yeah, place them with boys. Sorry, sorry. Uh, so I have Tyler Breeze as well, but it could be like, oh yeah, you're just like coming over here for the first time type of thing. You know, let's give you, let's give you a, a, a one four. So only have Breeze for three. So in one match, we all pick the same person, but the confidence points are ten, eight, three, and two. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Triple H. You know what you're doing. Next. Samoa. No, never mind. Samoa Joe. <laughs> Baron Corbin. Uh, I'm sorry. I think I'm reading that right. I, I'm partially blind from having to stare at Baron Corbin's entrance 
four times in a row last month. <laughs> uh, let's start with let's start with Rich. This one they got me. They got me. Yeah. Um, yep. Because it's clear that they are gonna against everyone's will try to make Baron Corbin a thing. Um, which I'm still never going to let you forget that you got mad at me for taking him in last year's draft. But that said, I was still the one who took him. So it's like, ah, fuck. Hey man, he's still on my board this year. (laughs) Okay, man. That's cool. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. He's got a hummingbird tattoo on his chest. You know how fucking deep that is? Hey, cool guy though, right? He's a really nice guy. I you know, whatever. Uh, and then, like, Joe, what the fuck are you fucking around bringing Joe in for? He's not Rhino. He's not Bull Dempsey. He's Joe, you know? And we've had conversations about Joe. You know, Joe. And whatever. Uh, I went with Corbin for one. I'm not going to talk about this anymore. <laughs> uh, so, for me, yeah, this is definitely... At the end of the day with this, I went to just old-school television, pay-per-view, wrestling, booking philosophy. Joe choked out Corbin last week. This week, Corbin hits the end of days. That's the money right there. Yeah. Is seeing that move. He hit it. So, Corbin's good. And the following week, he's teaming with Rhino against the Ascension. Which I had to sit in a room and watch. Oh. Oh, you poor guy. And everybody freaked the fuck out over the ascensions. Like, do you not? Everyone just wanted to say yeah again. And then they just kept doing more. And they fucked the ending up so bad. Regal had to be like, ah, start this over. It's been six months. But then, so but then, and then, like, he, and then they just fucking lose. It's like they were tag champions for a fucking year, and they just lost to fucking Rhino in a tag match. <laughs> oh, God damn it. And then, I think, I think that, <laughs> yo, Rich. Shimmy shake. <laughs> I went Joe for two, and I'm and I'm like the same thing as Rich. I'm done with this. Tope. Uh, say everything you just said. Cut it in half. Joe for one. And Widen. I mean, people could still say yeah if they listen to that Soldier Boy song. <laughs> uh, you know what? I get the Ascensions gimmick now. I'm I'm for him. <laughs> oh, the Soldier uh, Boys. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I think if Tope taught me anything on the last podcast, the Ascension are fuckboys. Fuck boys, yeah. <laughs> oh, they are fucking fuckboys. <laughs> because I saw them at a Chick-fil-A on a Tuesday, so. <laughs> um, I, I agree with, with Rich. I think they're going to keep Baron Corbin going. You look at this match and who benefits from a win, and while Joe can get that win and could be known as the person who beat Bull Dempsey, he's the, he's not on the next two tapings. He's not on the tapings after Brooklyn. I don't know if Baron Corbin is. I completely forgot about that. But, Tag teaming uh, with Rhino. There we go. That sounds like a rebound move. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't. I don't. I don't think it is. I think they're just going to keep forcing Baron Corbin down our throat. Until possibly he goes and faces off for the title. So with that being said, I have Baron Corbin for seven. Oh my fucking god! I went, and got, I went and got married. 
That's but my your, excuse. Your pick'em stayed the same. <laughs> oh my god, you and I are gonna bookend this stupidness, aren't we? <laughs> Pretty much. All right. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay. I don't even watch, and I'm like, yo. Even <laughs> though <laughs> you, I can line up five fucking people in a row, and you would not be able to tell me which one of them was Baron Corbin. <laughs> It's a shitty one. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm not going to make them all throw right hands. Tag title match. Vaud Villains challenging Blake and Murphy with Alexa Bliss uh, and her ass. Uh, I'll start. Oh, man. Blake and Murphy. They. Uh, I remember I was so excited when I found out. Oh, they won? Good for them. I the Vaud Villains for five. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's time to pull the trigger. They're going to have somebody come out and neutralize Alexa Bliss. Uh, I hope it's not blue pants, which sounds weird. Uh, I want to just, uh, take a pause real quick and point out the fact that a woman that is not signed officially by the WWE had an official shirt release from WWE, and it's a t-shirt that has pants on it. It is 2000 and... Fifteen. They're not much. much. They're not even the right pants. No, it's like a pair of jeans. No, they're like sweatpants. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, blood villains for five. It's probably going to be the big Samoan woman, uh, and I'm fine with that. I thought she killed a woman last month, <laughs> so that'll 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 work. Tope. All right, uh, fucked up again. Uh, the wrong match. Uh, can I have... I'm going to mute. Can I have a second just to read something? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You have to tell me what you're looking up, but sure. Win. Yeah, I'm just looking up the last tape, and that's it. Okay, Win, go ahead. I did not know it was the VOD villains. <laughs> Who'd you think it was? <laughs> um, I thought Enzo and Cassidy were doing double duty. <laughs> I fucked up, man. <laughs> Sorry, uh, man. You're, you're you're new to this whole NXT thing. You you know, <laughs> join us, whippersnappers. Whidden. Um, yeah, I, Blake and Murphy have held it for a while, and the reason why they've held it is because of their third wheel. So, Vaudevillians get somebody as well. They're they're entertaining. They're they're it, okay. I have to ask this question: If you could describe, if you, you can describe Blake and Murphy's gimmick in two words. What would it be? Dubstep Fuck. Cowboys. Fuck boys. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that too. Yep, Fuck boys works as well. I mean, just... I'm surprised with their entrance, their, the, the uh, video and stuff. They haven't caused epileptic seizures yet. Why do they not have a warning that Blake and Murphy's entrance video can cause epileptic seizures? I, it, it's pretty obnoxious. I will that say... Is- for all the for all the down uh, the down emotions I feel about a lot of full sale right now, the come on Blakey, let's go party chant is wonderful. <laughs> Com- complete with the clapping afterwards. I tried to do the ah ah ah. It's it's growing. It's a building. <laughs> Eventually, everyone's just gonna sing all of Barbie Girl during Blake and Murphy matches. <laughs> so so with that being said, I also went for the Vaud Billions and Mullet. We did it. I got him for five as yeah. well. Yeah. High five. High five. Rich. God damn. Ugh. I don't know. I just, I, 
I want to go with the Vaude villains as well. I just, for whatever reason, think that they think that they just don't, they're not going to, I don't know. I just don't feel like they have the faith in them to be the, the tag team title champions. And for for the, the NXT tag titles anyway, they've kind of broken this with the um, NXT title for the most part. But it still also feels for the tag titles that you lose it when you're ready to move on. And I hope that's not the case with Blake <laughs> and Murphy. <laughs> Uh, but I have Blake and Murphy for five. Okay. Well, we're still on the five train. Exactly, yeah. Tope. Can't read fast enough, so I'll just keep exact what I have. I had them losing the title, but I was much more confident, but I'll keep it the same because I don't want to change anything. Brought the villains for seven. <laughs> Somebody Ooh. have the most on that. <laughs> no, because that was supposed to be Enzo. <laughs> <laughs> You are supposed to uh, be my Zoe. Watch it. This is this is Tope's Mark Henry Sheamus at SummerSlam, where he just throws out Mark Henry for seven, and we think he's batshit crazy. Yep. This this is what it is. Alrighty, women's title match. Mm-hmm. Bailey and Sasha mm-hmm. Banks. Tope, go ahead. It's her time. I'm Bailey for nine. Oh. Oh, God. No, don't make it happen. (laughs) Move it on. How far away are you going to be from her? All right. Here's the thing. Okay. So there's like five really good bars. I've scouted out by the Barclay Center. I assume the show ends like at 11. Give it like two... 97 minutes for you know to shower up get out uh i can scout these bars i have man i've done so much research i just i just want to meet her and shake her hand and say hi see how she's doing take her to a movie marry her and then she'll be ready for a match a summer song would be great (laughs) i'm rooting for you buddy uh Here's something that'll piss every will piss Rich off probably the same way that I pissed you off about Sasha Banks' boyfriend. Uh, so Bailey's boyfriend oh, is another I'm, jobber I'm, in I'm, NXT. I'm, I'm well aware of, of who Aaron Solo is. All right, see, I didn't. Oh, and I I know fucking everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I started putting the pieces together from Bailey's IG like months ago. Uh. Yeah, they, like, started together out in, like, you know, the um, Bay Area. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, they seem they seem like a couple of cute kids. That doesn't that doesn't make her ass any less great. You're <laughs> up. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, I went with uh, Bailey for eight because I have faith that that match that Sasha Banks had was indeed a dark match. Oh yeah, and it better be because the girl that she was wrestling fucked up worse than Eva Marie. Oh wow, really? <laughs> she blew like three really big fucking spots. She did a great like double jump moonsault, but she botched a fucking like hammerlock. <laughs> so, uh yeah. Uh win. Um yeah, I agree. It's it's Bailey's time. It's it's got to be her time. Sasha Banks is on the main roster. It's the passing of the torch. So, 
Bailey for six. That's it. I'm going to cry, Bailey for six. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Here's the here's the thing that breaks my heart about this match because um, I guess there was like a little bit of controversy or whatever about uh, with the with the full sale crowd. However, you may feel about them at this time, uh, like booing any mention of Brooklyn because they weren't getting this special. Um, yeah, and like fucking whatever. You've gotten a lot of great goddamn shows. It's okay. The one thing I feel bad about is that little girl that's always in the front row by the entrance. Yep. Is he? Yeah, that okay. Yeah, I, I, I hope that her and her family get to make the trip to see Bailey win the title because that I'll I'll cry if I see that. If like, oh my god, I'm tearing up now thinking about it. Uh, yeah, tomorrow's gonna be a very interesting show for you because <laughs> I, I, all right, first of all, Sasha Banks doesn't give her the bank statement or anything, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> she just drops it like a 10 year old girl, but uh, they they blatantly point that out. Just as Kevin Owens shits down everyone's neck about the Brooklyn booing thing. <laughs> okay, that's kind of <laughs> I mean, like, totally destroys everyone over this fucking thing. They're the same people that try to chant, at, chant uh, eat a Twinkie at him. Uh, Good, that's what he does. That is when he is at his best. Yeah, uh, the same people that chant a truffle shuffle at him as well. So, uh, those people, I'm pretty sure, are not going to be allowed in the building next time. So, that'll be fun. Uh, I said Billy for six. All right, main event, ladder match. Finn Balor, Kevin Owens. Uh, for the title. For the title, yeah, for the title. So they're, they're climbing up to just change a light bulb. Win. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and bring it up. Mullet, I asked you, since you attended the tapings, an interesting question. The question I had is, everybody who listens to us has read the spoilers, so they know that Kevin Owens comes out with the title. So if you give Owens, if Owens beats him down, takes the title, takes it to SummerSlam against Cesaro, like that's like that would cause like a nice little huge pop. So I'm a little skeptical. I still went with Owens because he came out with the title, but I only have three points on it. Very skeptical. All right. Um, so that was the very last thing they did. Uh, and it might have been the biggest reaction I ever had at a live show, which is saying something. Because it was just the entire night, they're just like tiptoeing along, you know, like not doing anything. And then all of a sudden, it's like, hey, fuck all of you. <laughs> Fuck all of you and your stupid asses with your stupid chants and your stupid bullshit. And that's the only thing anybody was talking about. And it's like, God damn it, he's the perfect person to do it. Because they're just fucking with all of you. That's never going to see the light of day until there's a fucking Neville DVD in like four years. And they decided to just put it on the air. I have Finn for eight. And if I'm wrong, I'm going to retroactively take this out of the podcast. <laughs> Rich. Nah, man, stand by it. Stand by it. Because there could also be plenty of, like, backstage vignette stuff where, you know, Owens comes across it. Or whatever. Whatever. Doesn't matter. There's still plenty of ways for him to end up with that if it does make air. And if it doesn't, it never matter to begin with. Uh, bottom line, I think Balor's going to win, and it's going to be for seven confidence points. Specifically, that's why he's going to win. And Tope. 
Man, they just fuck with all y'all. Finn Balor for eight. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Uh, now, I was expecting... Now, is, to- is RJ going to cream himself just because he's... I know his type of guy, so Kevin Owens. Uh, or is, like, is he a uh, Finn... Like, I also... I know what type of guys I'd be into is Finn Balor. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question? I, is, I, I, I think I know what the question was, and I'll just... Uh, 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 for Owens. Mullet. For okay. Owens. Basically, yeah. you said uh, oh, yes, yes. earlier RJ was going to cream himself about the Owens match. No, no, sure. no. No, no yeah, yeah, not about the match. RJ yeah, doesn't about, about the match. He didn't know he he didn't know what the match was. <laughs> he didn't know Kevin Owens was going to be there, and yeah, he uh, ugh, God. Look, look it's uh, uh, any anytime there's a criticism about Owens and the way he looks or whatever, uh, it'll, like the biggest uh, uh, point against in my mind, uh, uh, the biggest point that comes to my mind against him is I just hear Kevin Nash's voice saying. The men don't want to be him, and the women don't want to be with him. And then I cut to, have you seen Kevin Owens' wife? And, yeah, exactly. And not only is Kevin Owens putting at least one butt in the seat that we know, but that man wants to be with him as well. Yeah, all right, so that's Brooklyn. Those are pretty insane. Um, <laughs> uh, we are unanimous on one, two, three, four, Five of the ten matches are unanimous on. So much better about TakeOver Pick'ems than I do about SummerSlam Pick'ems. Yeah, you know what? I really miss all these people on Reddit that would, like, tell us shit that was happening. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Where where are you, Mets, Dolphin, Arrow, dude? Uh, Bull Dempsey, Apollo Crews, Tyler Breeze, Bailey, and Finn Balor are unanimous uh, unanimous ones. But uh, everyone good? Are we ready for SummerSlam? Hold on. Yeah, I'm ready for SummerSlam. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know what? Can I go grab a beer real quick? <laughs> I don't care. Do we want? Do we want? Everyone's all set. Now it's three facts about Garrett Bischoff. From Podswoggles, Garrett Bischoff expert, Tope. Hey, Toby, give me three guys about Garrett Bischoff. Yeah, he drives an ambulance with his toothpaste. He likes spring because it reminds him of the fall. And Nazis are his favorite color. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, I should on myself. Also, that spring and fall one was fucking deep, man. <laughs> All right, those were developmental jokes. Let's get into main roster jokes, boys. <laughs> Tag title match is what I'm starting with. Fatal four way because it's probably going to get bumped to a pre-show. I, there Tag better team. not be a pre. It's four hours. Fucking mania was four hours, and there was two matches on the pre-show. Yeah, but they're still trying to get everybody on that show. They're not going to try to do that. There was a battle royal. Sorry, never mind. Go ahead. Go. There was also a fatal four-way tag team title match on the pre-show. Go, 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 PTP the champions, New Day, Lucha Dragons, Los Matadores. There are two definitive demographics in this fucking match. I will start. Why am I going to start? The Los Matadores should... 
fucking get the butt hairs out of their mouth from whoever they're eating ass for to still be in these fucking matches. Uh, they're, good. PTP, they're good workers. They're good in the ring. They, Whatever they happen to contribute to the matches, just they look dumb. Yeah, I yeah I don't get yeah, good for them. Uh, to me, PTP just not connecting. Uh, unfortunately, to the the crowd as much as I think they will. Uh, I think that it's time for somebody to chase. Uh, there are rumors that there's a team that's possibly getting called up. And if they get called up, they're probably going to get shoved right into the title picture to fucking water them down already. Uh, long story short, the most entertaining team should win. So I have New Day winning the titles back. I only put two points on it, but that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Rich. PTP for one. PTP are good with, like, kids and shit. I've, you know, kids and shit. Can we get that demographic for kids and shit? Um <laughs> Yeah, it's like a Vietnam know. vet opened up a toy store. I hey, welcome to kids and shit. I feel like they they are well liked backstage as being good role model tag team champions. I agree. Who do they face next? I don't get paid to fucking figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give you ten dollars a month now to answer those type of questions. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> uh, just a month. Uh, Tope. Um, uh, well, I know why fucking Los Matadors are in this match so they can eat the pin. Uh, but honestly, I would have New Day pin primetime players other than the title, and then you have your United Champions match. So I got New Day for one. Very cool. God, this is so going to be the next. Lucha fucking Dragons. When... Uh, yeah, I also have one point on this match. Uh, I agree. I, PTP's good, but just, I don't know. It's, it's just kind of fizzled out now. So, yeah, uh, give it back to New Day. New Day for one. And New Day's starting to get baby face heat again, so they're just going to fucking be flip-flopping back and forth. They're going to be the equivalent of pooping back and forth in terms of turns. Uh, I uh, also will speak up for PTP. Uh, in that I've I've been a big fan, especially in the past month, of their commentary work as well. Which means you've been a big fan of Titus O'Neil's commentary work while Darren Young sits there. While Darren Young sits there and says one thing over and over again, and it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, Titus O'Neil hopefully will... Uh... <laughs> that's horrible. Hopefully Titus O'Neil will be the guy that stabbed Bruiser Brody, and JBO will be Bruiser Brody. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, speaking of pooping back and forth forever returns, the Big Show versus the Miz versus Ryback Intercontinental Title Match. Rich, we start with you. I really wish you didn't start with me, um, <laughs> because I'm just gonna go out and say it. I think the Miz wins this match. <laughs> oh no! Because he has not only like proven himself on tough talk and like had a re a rebirth and a renaissance on that but he has also single like been performing well on tv as well and he single-handedly kept this thing going after after <laughs> after ryback had like the most poetically just staff infection of all time yeah uh and i think that that's not going unnoticed and i think that they can, I don't know, there's, 
There's a reason why he's had the IC title like what four more times before this now. Oh, so he can break Jericho's record, probably. He's getting there. Fuck it. It would give him one more thing to talk about on on Tough Enough. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be The Miz. Because also to do what with those other guys? Whoever thought that'd be turned around for anyone else The Miz is facing? <laughs> <laughs> the, Miz is the, person, the Miz is now the person to do things with. Exactly. <laughs> um, this, 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 this is the part that's crazy. <laughs> oh, oh no no oh lord like like seven <laughs> like i said i liked my takeover pick so much more oh my it's, god i mean it's in the nicest way possible no wonder you're not in a relationship anymore oh come on <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding Ow. doing things doing things like that oh my gosh Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Tope. Uh, I think they're going to go with the Ryback versus Brian. Is he, is he clear to wrestle? Is he wrestling? Did he retire? No. Yeah. <laughs> what year are you in? I don't know. Isn't this SummerSlam? Didn't he win the title last year? It's 2018. He died two, two years ago. Oh, man. He won the title, but, and then he lost it right away two years ago. <laughs> Was that two years ago? Oh, yeah, it was. Holy shit. Yeah, uh, right back for seven. <laughs> That's exactly what Rich had, except not. <laughs> Win. Yeah, Toby, don't you remember last SummerSlam, John Cena died? Yeah, it's true. He died. Your words. Um, he, did, he died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rich and I are, are drinking the same Kool-Aid. Oh, I think the Miz wins this. <laughs> I I don't want Ryback on my TV anymore. I don't. Like, first, first you're this big, strong guy. And then you're this bully. And now you're, like, this motivational speaker. And you you turn your negative thoughts into food. And you you eat them. Like, what? Yeah, why do I, I live that? Why do I want to, have to watch it on television? If, if if I if I wanted to hear motivational speaking, I would listen to Tony Robbins or I'd listen to something else. I watch wrestling for two reasons: for cool moves and for big boobs. And you don't fit any of them, Ryback. Although your <laughs> boobs are kind of close, they're close. Hashtag Divas Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Kevin Nashville. Hashtag part of the problem. <laughs> oh gosh, but 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 no. In in all seriousness, Ryback's not Kevin doing it. Thoughts. <laughs> Hashtag what did marriage do to you? <laughs> um, but no, Ryback's not doing it. Big Show never does it. So yeah, WWE has. Uh, and they have a track record of awarding people who, like, like bear the bear the brunt, and he's bared the brunt of this whole thing these this past month. So yeah, give it to him. Now I'm not as crazy as Rich is. My points aren't that high. It's only three points, but still three points on the Miz. <sighs> So I was the idiot that looked up SmackDown spoilers that were just going on while we're taping it right now, and Big Show got knocked through the barricade by Ryback. 
uh, Ryback also beat The Miz in two minutes on Raw. So uh, Ryback has shown less ass than, like, a fucking Mormon right now. That's uh, a good one. That's good. Thank you. Uh, you know what's not looking good now? My Ryback for nine. Huh? Let's go, big show. Let's go. <laughs> Suck like, my dick. Just suck that. <laughs> suck a, dude, suck a dick, dude, suck did, my dick, mullet, suck did my you dick. Learn, didn't you learn from, oh, fuck it, what was it, 29, when he lost to Henry? I Look, I didn't take him for 10, at least. <laughs> you, you took him for, what, 7 out of 8? No, I took him for the most points. Remember, that was part of that streak <laughs> that I had started. That's right. God, the Miz is so going to win this match. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, God. Yeah, hey, man. The fucking... Uh, the Miz. The fucking Miz. The Miz. The Miz. <laughs> I keep saying it doesn't make sense. The Miz. Uh, hey, right back for nine. Uh, next. Dolph Ziggler versus Rusev. I was almost positive this was going to be a mixed tag match, but neither one of them are ready. Topak. Oh, yeah. Shit. Uh, what the... I honestly know nothing about this match except something about Russia and a fucking bird and Ziggler fucking Rusev for three. Is Lana in this match? No, she's at ringside, but there was nothing about a bird that's just Summer Rae's presence, man. (laughs) You're thinking of a hash. I'm thinking of a what? Rusev gave uh, gave Summer Rae a gift and it was a dead fish. Yeah. And he called it Lana, and it just it's a great moment. Rusev's like, hold, hold, hold the fish, hold, hold the fish, <laughs> hold, hold the fish, hold the fish. This is, this is hilarious. And he keeps uh, tweeting about a cold fish. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was Rusev for three, right? Yeah, that's based on nothing. Damn it, win. Um, yeah, I I caught up to this. Ugh. I I honestly think that. After this, they're gonna split up Rusev and Summer Rae. It's it's just not working. So have her do something that cost him in this match. Split him up. Let Rusev go on his own and get strong, and have Summer Rae just hang out with Coco Beware. I I don't know since we're on birds. <laughs> I don't know. Come on, oh. everybody! <laughs> Whoa, what? Hey, that, that, that was not anything but singing Coco Beware in Coco Beware's theme. I'll play it at the end of this podcast if you need me to. It's, it's, it sounded like you were Fat Albert singing Coco Beware's theme. how Coco Beware sings. This song is called Do the Bird. <laughs> Who's this lady uh, on your shoulder? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so so, and and plus, you know, he's coming back from from uh, from filming. What was it? Six twenty three, six thirty two, six seventy nine, six five no, six five seven eight ninths, whatever it is. Uh, so yeah, give give him a little push coming back. Uh, Ziggler for seven. Okay. Uh, yeah, Rusev, it's Rusev's turn to lose a lot. Because he's foreign, and he didn't lose a lot, so now he's going to lose a lot. Uh, if you think Rusev and Summer Rae should break up, then Dolph Ziggler and Lana should never be seen in the same room ever again. Amen to that. 
Yeah, they have, uh, I think this is like the fourth time I've used this on the podcast, the chemistry of a groundhog and Wesley Snipes. Dolph Ziggler for seven. Rich. Uh, yeah, I love how you mentioned that uh, uh, both of the other two aren't ready. Um, and one's been training for two months. The other's been training for probably the equivalent of two months. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I uh, would like to take this moment to talk about other WWE films, and then I'll give my picks without any sort of insight. Uh, did you guys see the trailer for for the the uh, Twelve Rounds movie with Dean Ambrose? Dude, I'm down. It, yeah. it looks great, right? It looks really good. It's not gonna be, but it looks no, really good. But I love that they're actually like using a different way to mean Twelve Rounds, and it, it just looks like a good concept for a movie. And I just. If it's just Dean Ambrose just quipping for an hour and a half while shooting a gun, then awesome. That sounds it looks, great. It looks like a, like a pseudo Die Hard remake with Dean Ambrose, which, uh, yeah, I think I'll go out of my way to go see. <laughs> what, does, he, does, he, does he run around the block 12 times? No, he's got like 12 rounds like left in his gun. Yeah. As opposed mm. to like he has to play 12 rounds. Yeah. Okay, now I'm getting in it. Come to CZW, have a few laughs. <laughs> um, and then there was oh, that's right. Fuck, I wanted to open up with this joke, and and it got ruined. Uh, but when are we doing NXT Kids Pickums? Oh God! Did anybody watch that? Yeah, I watched. I lasted five minutes. Well, I liked no, it. What, it was like a Saturday morning. It was like a Saturday morning slam, but for like NXT. And they have two kids on commentary with Corey Graves. It's amazing. And they immediately were the second and third best fucking commentators <laughs> in the goddamn company. company. It was amazing. It was fantastic. <laughs> you know, it was a real f- breath of fresh air. Really But was. somehow they made Corey Graves, the best commentator in the company, sound worse. <laughs> uh, I, I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't last. It was delightful. I enjoyed it. All right, well. You're, you're uh, better. You're Rusev, better Rusev for five. What the fuck, man? <laughs> okay. Oh, man. I, I want to jump on that. Thank you. Because okay, who... So, I guess Lana's been getting, like, beat up by Samarela, right? Like, yeah, for, like, two weeks, essentially. So, it, so it's... Eventually, Lana has to get her revenge, so you want to set up for the mixed tag match. So, yeah. that's why... I think that's a perfect let Rusev win, and then you can have Lana pin Summeray, and everyone's happy because Ziggler team wins, and Lana does some shit, and then they can both lose to Cena. I think, <laughs> I think, I think Rusev is unfortunately very much already in this like comedy heel role, and I, I don't. You can still be comedy heel, but he's not full on in it, I don't think. And where's Ziggler's flag? Ziggler ain't got a flag. (laughs) Uh, Augie's not here to get his picks, but I feel like we need to get fifth picks anyway. Here's some array with three historical facts. Yeah, hold on. Let me open a window. <laughs> yeah, if she, quiet. If she could laugh, she's gonna fly in like a bird. This is my new favorite thing. Bye, bye. 
Hey, hey Summer, how are you? Hey, hey Summer. Hey, Summer. Summer! Hi, my uncle! Uh, so, a big, big night this Sunday, SummerSlam, you're going to be with Rusev. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun! I'm sure it is. Uh, well, Good. normally... Uh, normally, you know, we uh, on here we do picks, but uh, of course, you on the show, you give us three facts. You got three facts about SummerSlam? I have three historical facts about the Summer of Slam. That's not what it's called. Go. <laughs> the first SummerSlam was hosted by Millard Fillmore. <laughs> <laughs> Summers have been slammed since 1830 <laughs> by the French. <laughs> and finally, the Summer Slam in 1999 was really hot. <laughs> It was warm. (laughs) Better than Jeremy Piven. Thanks, Summer. You're welcome, boys. Enjoy. Watch me at Summer's Slam. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be. Okay, I'm not gonna be in a match. Okay, well, we'll we'll be watching. I learned to move. What moved you learn? I learned the accolade. (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys see me do the accolade? Yeah, we did. I did a pretty good accolade. (laughs) <laughs> you really laid it in it was alright we're, we're done with you, you okay can't... bye summer bye, bye. bye summer <laughs> what is it called fuck boys <laughs> you little bitch get out of here I invite her on the show again I think she said she said fun boys have fun boys oh but it sounded like she called us fuck boys no well she would have said have fuck boys which that's not a thing that's what she's not she's you know she's a little stupid she's also not our species (laughs) (laughs) great point alright moving on Uh, Cesaro Kevin Owens I almost said Kevin Nash Uh, Witten you started off Oh, I don't want to start. I don't want to start this. Oh, fuck. Um, going back to Tope out of Banjo Theory. Cesaro went over on Raw. So Owens has got to go over. And like I, like I said, with everything that's happening at NXT Brooklyn, I think Owens gets a good push in this match. Uh, yeah. Uh, Owens for eight. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yeah. Ooh. What? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I was on IG during that. Who'd you take for eight? Owens. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it. Um, it's just it's been going back and forth. Owens has more had the upper hand in it, but. I'm I'm just looking at this thing as a as a progression. Who favors Penn? And right now, Owens has more upside than Cesaro does, unfortunately. So I have to go with Owens. Oh man, uh, I think Kevin Owens has ceased to win matches in WWE. It just kind of stopped all of a sudden. Uh, they're obviously renewing interest in Cesaro. Uh, I think the better story for Owens is if he goes 0-2 for the entire weekend 
and has a bigger chip on his shoulder um, coming out of that weekend. It's easier for the heel to get his to get his heat back by talking and being fucking obnoxious and a coward. How he's been doing. I got Cesaro. I only put three points on it, but uh, yeah, these pickums are knucking futs. <laughs> Rich. Uh, well, don't you know a win over John Cena is the equivalent to thirteen regular wins? <laughs> it's true. He's he's good up through like November. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, I went Owens for six. God damn it! <laughs> Which means Tope went Cesaro for something low. Please, hopefully. But uh, no, I took Owens for four because I feel like they're going to have him lose at Takeover. You know, let more people see him win. Yeah, you got to protect your investment. Yeah, and I feel like Owens has been more protected than Cesaro has, too, just in general. Like, in their little program. But we both go on record as saying that we'd be happy with either result, right? Honestly, um, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like Owens has more to lose by losing. Like, yeah, I, 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 I agree. I agree. If, Owen, if Owens loses... Where do you go? Where 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 do you put him? And and if Cesaro wins, do you really want to do you want to push him up higher with kind of the rebuilding that that that's going on with him? Hmm. Like Owens losing in kayfabe just means he's not a big match wrestler. He's in the same vein as you know Bray. And punk and like guys who are like okay we can be in the big match we're not gonna win it but we can be there right so I feel like he needs needs the win and that doesn't mean to say that he can't eventually be there in three years but they the the way they brought him in uh, they did a really good and effective job of doing all of that uh, and but yet still here we are uh, because of any number of decisions so. This is all just way too confusing. Just get rid of them both. <laughs> I mean, just I'll just wipe our hands of it and just start over. Call up, uh, call up Mojo Raleigh. You know my biggest. <laughs> I was about just about to say, you know my biggest story about this match is that SummerSlam 2016, we're gonna be having the same discussion, but replace Owens with Cesaro. Whoever <laughs> <And laughs> and... the new hot shot is. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's so true. Uh, well, speaking of, hey, let's release both of these guys. Sheamus <laughs> versus Randy Orton. Uh, I start with this. I really don't want to talk about this this much. Uh, Orton's been going over constantly on television. Uh, these This match with Cesaro and Owens is interchangeable. I feel like one baby face and one heel has to win. I went Cesaro. I went Sheamus for this one then. Oh, God damn. Why is there a six next to it? There is. Sheamus for six. Rich. Orton for three. Fuck! Fuck! God damn it! Tope. You might want to skip me, baby. Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Wait, why does Tope get skipped? No, no, just, I have my pick. Just, I, 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 I know what you're in a pick, but you don't want to go after me. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, okay. Okay, fine. No, no, no. I want to play this game. I want to play this game. Tope, right. who am I? Who am I picking? I really don't know. <laughs> you just said you knew. I'm gonna say you, 
You don't want to go. Uh, no, I'm saying you don't want to go after me because we're not going to hear what you say because of, <laughs> um, just go. go. We, we, may, we may not hear what you have to say after this. Thing. Just go. <laughs> uh, Seamus has money in the bank. <sighs> Lose streak. Something can happen later on. I don't think it will, but it's enticing. Uh, Orton's ha- Orton has a pretty good record at SummerSlam. Um, oh, God. Let's, uh, let's just fucking rip it off. Orton for nine. Nine points. Randy oh, Orton. Oh, shit. Okay, man. Good, good, good call. What's up there, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I called. I called his bluff. Kick me in the nuts. I accept. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will buy a plane ticket tonight and fly up to New York just to kick you in the nuts and then fly I'll back kick- to San Antonio. Well, I'll kick you right back, baby, because I got James for nine. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Rich will just go and fucking go have a coffee while you two just kick each other back and forth in the dicks. How about that? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're crazy. You guys are I will, stupid. I will, I, I will stupid. I will take the guy who lost last month and the guy who was not RKO'd when he's trying to cash your money in the bank for nine points. There you go. I I will take the guy who has a better record at SummerSlam. And it's can, fake. Huh? <laughs> it's fake. Well, no, it's well, easy no, there, Dana White. You didn't let me finish. You didn't let me finish my statement. I Sorry, said, I, I said, who has a better record at SummerSlam and who has does a better job at tonguing Vince McMahon's butthole? That's oh, fuck, you're right. That's fuck, can I switch my order now? <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good point. God damn, that's actually—that's uh, that's fun. That's uh, the most fun Sheamus and Orton have had. Instead of watching that match on Sunday, I'm going to re-listen to you to do that. <laughs> I encourage everyone to do. Oh gosh, when's the next time we're seeing each other? Uh, I don't know, but uh, uh, so I, far all it's going to be is just kicking each other in the genitals. <laughs> I, I, I want to put something on this—not a kick up in the nuts, but. But I don't know, like a like a like a frog punch in the arm or something. How about how about loser asses sit there and I get five shots with a sandal at nutball? Why you? <laughs> because I just want to be involved. <laughs> loser gets a pop up power bump. <laughs> the winner? What? <laughs> uh, we'll think about it. We'll I think about it. Start out with pop up. I'm like, what a boner? It's gonna be what? We'll think about it. We have a couple days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll come up with it. Um, <sighs> all right, next. Uh, celebrity match. Stardust and King Barrett against Neville and Stephen Amell. Green Arrow. Uh, this one is me, Rich. Tope with me. Rich, you start. Uh, <laughs> sure. Um, actually, you have like a serious... I know we're having a lot of fun here, guys. Um, uh. <laughs> but I actually have like a, a, a serious question about this just kind of more of like an industry question and it kind of like started to percolate um after after uh piper died because um you know a lot was made about how he felt about mr t coming in and being in a match 
and just basically celebrity involvement like in matches and being in matches. That said, it seems like Amel has a, a great deal of respect for the industry, and it seems like he's, you know, training as much as he can. And, and you know, basically what I'm wondering is, how do you think Roddy Piper felt about Maria Menudo's? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think he loved it. Uh, no, but, like, like, seriously, like, about the whole Amel thing. We haven't really talked about it a lot. Like, are there any, like, thoughts or anything? It's, 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 as far as, like, a wider industry type thing? He's a big fan. He's an actual celebrity at the moment. Uh, yeah, I'm for it. It's and it's not like he's in. He's involved in a match with three guys that could use possibly being on the front page of a magazine or covered in a news story. It's a win-win all around. He is. The, this is question. I guess a question to a question. But he is the smallest celebrity to be in a pay-per-view match since. Snooky, I, I, I think he's. I think she's more known yeah. at that time than. Oh, 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 sorry, oh, sorry. Yeah. I thought yeah. you're talking about. I thought you're talking about height and size. So was I. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so was I. How do you measure yourself to other golfers by height? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hashtag Caddyshack. Um, probably since cousin Sal on SmackDown. For <laughs> 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 talking Piper, I don't know. Uh. No, I mean, like to, to have a pay-per-view match. Oh, that's a that's a good question. Probably Maria Menounos. Yeah. Uh, I I was gonna say Carl Malone. Whoa. <laughs> Wait, what? He's a legend. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't. I don't watch. Arrow. Like I don't, I didn't know who this guy was until it's like, oh, the guy from Arrow. Like I, again, like I keep up, but like I thought, like I knew of him, but like not the not the biggest star. So I'm happy that it's a guy who just is a huge fan of it. Exactly. Yeah. And as I tweeted that night, he totally deserves Sting's payday. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. The promo and like the passion and like you know just jumping over the top rope. Something Sting hasn't done since 1998. <laughs> So yes, I'm 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 for it all around. It's great for Neville. It's it's great for Stardust. Barrett gets to be there. Uh, you know, <laughs> Barrett. I like Barrett in this. I like Barrett because this was another question I wanted to ask. He's like, how often has and the only one that comes to mind is is King Booker. But how often has someone winning the King of the Ring and then becoming then a King gimmick? How often that has that actually translated to its long term sustained? platform jumping off of success uh king booker exactly <laughs> so well like when you make it a comic book villain it works I like that that's kind of fucking genius I, I really like the like the fucking like super friend super villain vibe that this yeah whole thing and he's like the cosmic king i fucking yeah. i am so bought in to all of this, it's so stylized. It's so different from anything else that they have done, um, and and yeah, oh, man, I really wish I wasn't going first on this though. I'm I'm really I'm really glad that uh, I, I'm really hopeful that they bring up like Bull Dempsey as like Gorilla Grog or something. <laughs> just go nuts with it, huh? Let's just fucking you know. It would make the vaude villains look make a lot more sense. Exactly, like, Ty Dillinger with a good and a Riddler outfit. Like, just, that, let's just do it. I watched Batman Forever last night. Don't ask why. <laughs> and 
Jim Carrey was really good as the Riddler. That's all I'm going to yeah. say. Yes. I, I agree. Yes. He gets a lot of shit, but, you know, I've, I've always liked it. Yeah. Uh, and they do a lot of really... There's more... There's... There is some subtlety in that movie. N- anyway, never mind. I, uh, I was just saying, I know you're you're nervous about this pick because you just want to start talking about Batman forever. So, <laughs> what's your pick? I have Stephen Novell. You didn't get his. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, you see what? <laughs> For ten points. I'm sorry. What? Say that again. I, I, I like for like ten points. I can, I can, I can sure. Dope. Ten. Win. Fucking celebrity. Ten points. The 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 two the two interesting things I'll bring up with this is one, apparently he already injured himself. He lifting weights. Yeah, he jacked himself in the jaw, <laughs> doing, like a, doing like a snatch and lift. He's hey, okay. Man. Hey man, just like just like Hogan at WrestleMania nine, gym accident. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking Neville's girl. The, the the second thing about this is. Um, it's interesting that he turned down going to NXT Brooklyn or being a part of NXT Brooklyn. I don't know has, why. He but... probably has shit to do. <laughs> actually, he does. Um, him and actually some of the other uh, superstars are booked at the Wizard World, Wizard World. Uh, yeah. Chicago Comic Con. The, the, that's that weekend. It's this weekend. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Then I stand corrected. But yeah. Fucking celebrity. Duh. Ten points. Neville and Arrow. As Neville, only, Neville and the Red Arrow. As the, I'm, but yeah, I'm writing all this down as arrows, plural. As the only person who ever pick against a celebrity in Pickums. <laughs> <laughs> who is that? Who is that again? At WrestleMania 28, Maria Menounos. <laughs> you know, I'm surprised because you guys talked about that one a lot. You guys really talked that one out. We did. <laughs> Well, it was already done in writing. Had we had we talked about that for seven hours before Pickums, I wouldn't have done it. Uh, but as also, that, that, that's not true. We all, except for you, picked against a celebrity at that very same show. A non-wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Yeah, so I got that. So I'm one for one. I'm one for one at uh, celebrity matches. Uh, I'm disappointed, Rich, that you would think you're uh, you're worried there. Yeah, I have uh, Amel and Neville for ten. Okay, cool. I don't... Yeah, I just got in my head about that. You're good. You're good, baby. You're all right. You're all right. Now, this one, God knows. Triple Threat Divas Elimination Match. God damn it. The days when I have to fucking have a title before Divas matches. But now they get, like, stipulations and shit. Team PCB, which I fucking hate. Team Bella, which I hate. Team Bad, which I hate. Uh, It's Tope, your turn. Okay, that I got in my head a lot. Then I'm like, okay, who eats the pin on each team? Who eats a pin? Awesome, cool. I took the porn star name for five points. <laughs> <laughs> so you took- Sex submission whores. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, sub- submission sorority. That, that was actually Kevin Dunn's first suggestion. Yeah, but the, uh, <laughs> the sex submission girls. <laughs> Uh, Witten. Um, just, I, I went back and forth on this one. Um, I only have two, I only have two points on it. I tend to put lower points on matches that have more competitors. Um, but I actually, I actually think Team Bella pulls this one away. 
there's been a lot of attention on the and on NXT Sasha Banks and Charlotte and Becky Lynch as well as there should be. I think this match is a good way for all of them to get more shine. But going back on my heel and face count, I I went with the Bellas. I think they can find a way to sneak a sneak a win in there. Uh so I had the Bellas for two points. Yeah, uh, none of the new none of uh, the new NXT women have been beat at all. They uh, let's see at this point, both Charlotte and Sasha have made Nikki Bella tap out. Uh, they've all gotten the, they've pretty much gotten the pin. The only time any of them have lost, I think. Sasha was on the bad team that's lost a couple times. I think bad gets knocked out first because fucking somebody makes Naomi or Tamina tap out. And all the attention on Nikki Bella's title reign and building up to whenever she's going to fucking defend this title again against somebody that has beat her will lead us in the Night of Champions. But they haven't won a lot. Keep them strong. And they can get the pin on Paige to win it out. I have the Bella's Team Bella for one point. Rich. Uh, and, and just since uh, this isn't, again, this is something that we haven't really talked too, too much about uh, since it started. Um, uh, in terms of these, this Divas Revolution thing being a storyline, it's all well and good to have introduced everybody. And then it's cute that there's these little teams. But it's, it's, it's lazy and short-sighted if this is all you do. Uh, yep. Because then mm-hmm. it's just hundred percent. It's it's very mm-hmm. lazy way of just saying like, yeah, we know we have good uh, female wrestlers now. This is fun, uh, but it's gonna be and this will take kind of you know some very clever artistic strokes to uh, spin out what the feuds are gonna be from this and the fallout from this. And once all of like it's not just three teams and clearly defined things. It's 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 nine girls in a mess. And yeah, this is this is blowing through all these great original matchups really fucking quick. Right, but there are still like you could still pick things out that have have happened and stuff like that, and use those and, and, and to create all these different you know uh, uh, feuds and stories. But then that's also placing way too much faith in WWE and committing you know anywhere from four to seven segments a night to maybe two to four different diva storylines and that's just asking too much i think from them and i think this is this whole thing is going to get botched i'm enjoying while it lasts but i i just don't have faith in the brass at wwe to handle this specifically correctly that has nothing to do with this match i take the bells for two for all the other shit you said uh again refresh smackdown spoilers and brie bella pin becky lynch so i feel like a fucking shit God damn it! Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, fuck it. They're still the Shield. The Shield. The White Family tag match. We start with Win. Yeah. Uh. Buddy system. Yay! Shield for four. It's 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 stupid. It's <laughs> stupid. Why? Why are you doing this? Like this. Oh, shield for four. Shield for four. Ah. <sighs> uh, 
I have never been so unhappy about a five-point pick in my entire life. <laughs> I, I This is the least confident I've ever been about five points, maybe ever. They were really, really doing a good job at teasing something that nobody was going to want for several weeks. Little looks, like really going overboard with how good Fred, Dean Ambrose, and Roman Reigns are. They were laying it on a little thick. And I still think that's totally in the wheelhouse. It's in play. Uh, mostly because Dean Ambrose got 38 shirts released in the past two months. And they're like, just get all the money off of him while you can before we turn him heel. <laughs> that's seriously like my second best point. <laughs> all, the fucking, all the fucking Ambrose shirts. Uh... But then I just remembered that they just don't care about Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper really <laughs> anymore. Uh, so I think this is just going to be a feel-good moment on the show. I would not be surprised if it's the exact opposite, and I kind of hope it's the exact opposite so my boy can be a heel again. I have the shield for five, but I just got a feeling in the pit of my stomach. Rich. Remember when Dean Ambrose and Bray Wyatt were uh, just starting to go into a program together and, and everyone was a little skeptical, but everyone's like, just think of the promos they'll have against each other. Well, yeah. Now, think of the promos they'll have with each other. I know. I, I made myself throw up a little bit out of my butt. Um, <laughs> and they're two amazing promos. No, we know. just know what's going to be done with it. I know. Uh, I they laid it on very 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 thick and Heidenreich. Sorry. But yeah, I don't know. I really do like. Ambrose and Reigns' chemistry together. So I, do I. They're fucking cool buddies. I just wanted to stay that way, yeah. but I, I, I know better. Ambrose knows how to, like... I don't know what he does to Reigns that just puts Reigns at ease and just makes him the cool guy you want to be the fucking face of the company. Yep. You know? And then, like, he gets on his own, and he's like, no, but I gotta be serious now. And then he doesn't poop for six months. Uh, <laughs> I think that's what happens. I think Reigns just gets constipated. He gets a push, and then it's like, oh fuck this guy! Well, he, God, well, damn it. He, he had that. Uh, he had that hernia that he had their surgery for. No, that did you just basically insinuate that Dean Ambrose is the enema of the WWE? <laughs> <laughs> At least for Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I. Ugh, it just got laid on so thick. It just feels. Even if it's not that, I feel that there's still going to be... It's inevitable that there's going to be some sort of chicanery in this match. And it's just going to escalate to whatever the next level is. And I'm just... I just... I feel very strongly... Not as strongly as I had to make this... I guess I didn't have to. I didn't have to do anything. I don't have to be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. I have the Wyatts and I have them for... <sighs> that's that's still what that symbol means. Is that number, huh? <laughs> Fuck. Nine. Oh! <laughs> you just made Witten squirt. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. You're not going to get the deposit back at your hotel. Or it's San Antonio. <laughs> you might become mayor. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's work-related, so I ain't paying for it. 
You said the number nine, right? Yeah. Oh, God. On Husky Harris and Brody Lee, right? <laughs> oh, the Mayaki and John Moxley? Exactly. Yeah, that's what, that's those, those, those are the same. Oh, oh, man. <laughs> oh. Okay. okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. Yeah, Tope, you're supposed to talk now. I was going to do some bullshit fucking internet stupid, but fuck it. That beats anything I'm going to do. <laughs> God, no, come on. It'll what? be a good palate cleanser. Do it. Oh, no. No. I, I, oh, I physically that's... can't stand up right now. <laughs> I am Bret Hart. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for this edition of Podswoggles. Internet stupid. Well, you guys are saying that Ambrose is going to fucking join and turn the Wyatts, right? And join them. That makes perfect sense. But you're not thinking the other way around it, guys. You're not thinking about what if Roman Reigns joins the Wyatt family. He's got the long hair going. He can have the promos where he's, like, in the background, his fist up. He's doing it. He's doing great. But then you know what's going to happen? One day on a random Raw, after Roman Reigns is in the Wyatt, it's going to be a cage match with Bray Wyatt. Roman Reigns versus Usos, and then Roman Reigns, he's going to turn on Bray Wyatt. Oh my god, they're going to have a match of Royal Rumble. Oh my god, Reigns got knocked out, not in the match, then he's going to feud with Triple H. Then he's going to go to WrestleMania, beat Triple H, beat Evolution, then he's going to break his neck, and then he'll probably get married to Bella. And then I think he's going to win the championship. You know what, Tope? I'm standing up now. I like where your head's at, but here's the thing. You're going the opposite way. I'm going the opposite, opposite way. I think Bray Wyatt looked really good in a fucking vest, armor, walking through the crowd, fucking Bray Wyatt shield. He already got a camera in the back with all the lights and stuff. How about he has a camera with Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns? He puts a little blonde streak in his hair, and then next thing you know, he hits Roman Reigns in the back with a chair. He hits Dean Ambrose with a chair. They just do all their bullshit matches over again. Dean Ambrose still has a television blow up in his fucking face. Bray Wyatt still loses John Cena WrestleMania. <laughs> I, I know it's 100% a joke, but just fucking... Doing the wide, the shield entrance with the wide entrance, that'd be fucking amazing. <laughs> It'd be pretty cool. <laughs> that'd be a sick visual. Oh, man. It'd be pretty sweet. What's your fucking pick? Oh, uh, Wyatt's or two. Oh, god damn it! <laughs> oh, my gosh! Oh. We have only been unanimous with the fucking Stephen Amell match. It's 2015, butt munch! Butt munch. Let's go, girls! <laughs> damn it! Oh, WWE US Championship match. Seth Rollins, John Cena. Uh, who? Ridge Topo with me? No. <laughs> okay. SummerSlam is the second biggest show of the year. <laughs> why, why, why? Why are you guys laughing? This is going to be a serious point. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. But very, very frequently, SummerSlam's title matches, especially in the past like five, six, seven years, have had shitty endings, especially DQ endings. I can think of at least like three times that it's happened. In terms of shitty endings, I can think of like fifteen times it's happened in the past like seven years. Uh, yeah. So I don't this. I don't think this is over. I don't think that John Cena would tie Ric Flair's record uh, in the semi-main event of a pay-per-view. If he's going to do it, 
He's going to get all the fucking glory in the spotlight that he can get. Uh, but I don't think Seth Rollins is going to win the U.S. title, but I'm too chicken shit to get the DQ, and also I just don't have to worry about it for three fucking weeks like I had to do last month. So, uh, Triple H is going to interfere, fuck it, Kane could come back for all we fucking know, and I don't want to do this anymore. Good night. (laughs) (laughs) I got Seth Rollins for four, is what all that means. That wasn't even a coherent thought, but that's what I meant to say. Rich. Dog, samesies. Oh, thank God. Yeah, I just, I, I trying to like work out the mental math and just what's most likely to happen. And there's so many things that would have to like, like you said, you broke it down really well. Um, and it's just hard to see a definitive result. And it's also, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's hard to see a lot. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I do like, though, the balls of making the match. Absolutely. Love that. And that's that's the kind of thing that I like about SummerSlam is something like that necessarily would never really be made for a WrestleMania card. No. You never do that on WrestleMania. The fact that they cashed in money in the bank at WrestleMania this past year was, was shocking and groundbreaking all on its own. But they would never do something like this on WrestleMania. That said, yeah, Rollins were four. Also, I want to give big ups to John Cena for pointing out the shirt on Monday just to fuck with everybody even more. Good job trying to, like, cover that up, too. Like, yeah. Oh, we still released it because I had no idea, you guys. Like, all right, cute. as long as you offer some sort of rationale, I'm fine. Also, the uh, the implications that the talents decide when their shirts get released. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Tope. Right, Dean Ambrose? <laughs> he's, he's such a lunatic, man. He just doesn't know how to play in his shirt releases. He's crazy. <laughs> we... <laughs> We we threw out the WrestleMania main event, right? Yes, because the match changed. All right. Oh fuck you! Happening, <laughs> I could really see that happening. And then you, then Cena's still the champion. Sheamus is champion. Dad, you have your United Champions bullshit match. Honestly, it's a good way to turn Seth Rollins if you want to to a babyface, or you can just have that triple threat match. But I just don't see how Cena wins and this big moment and then you have, you know, Lesnar versus Taker right after. Also, so I got... uh, the Night of the Champions is a great way to get Sheamus to already lose the title next month and now he doesn't have the briefcase so he can go back to doing whatever the fuck else he wants to do. Most importantly. Yeah. And it's it's a nice little, like, ah, you got beat by your own shit, your own move. I'm so smart because no one would ever think about that. Uh, I got Rollins for six. Wouldn't. I, I mean, the 15 on his shirt, that's just the millions of dollars that his ex-wife took from him, right? Boom! <laughs> Suck it, Cena! <laughs> uh, hey. Okay, uh, serious question. Is there is the order of the matches definitive? Like, do we know that this is second to last? Lesnar Taker, well, I don't know if it's second to last, but Lesnar Taker's gonna end the fucking show. Is that yeah. definitive? They've been calling it the main event since it was announced. It's on the poster. I I would be shocked if it's not last. 
But it's not definitive. No, it's not definitive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> guys, guys, I I will not lie. This was this was a tough decision. It was very hard. And I needed to think. So I literally picked all my matches for both events, except for this one. And I went to go eat. I went to Whataburger. I took the picture for you guys. I sat down. I waited for my food. And as I was sitting there, I looked at my number for my order. It was number 54. Just like somebody significantly wore 54 on a lot of his jerseys that he wore growing up in his life. And also WWE. Boys, I don't know if you believe in divine intervention. Nope. I don't know if you, nope. I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know if you believe in signs from God. Nope. But I'm a believer. Are you taking Bo Dallas? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Sometimes when it calls to you like that, you just gotta go with it. Uh plus the man cannot breathe out of his nose, for God's sakes. Give him both titles. John Cena for five. Oh, my God. Give him both titles. The man literally had Daffy Duck face. You know Mexico what, like, saving. Yeah, well, you know how, like, when Daffy Duck had a bomb and his bill would spin around and it would come up in the back of his head and he would say, of course you realize this means war. That's the face that John Cena had when his nose got broken. Give him the fucking titles. Let him break Ric Flair's record. I don't care. Let him, let him, let him jizz on the title of the ring. I don't care. Burn it all down. <laughs> Pretty much. John Cena for five. Also, let's be technical. Ric Flair lost the title like in every foreign country he went to. They just didn't keep it. So Ric Flair is actually like a 74-time champion. <laughs> uh, famous basketball players who wore 54, uh, Kwame Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Popeye Jones, uh, Pops and Sabansu, <laughs> Rodney Rogers, and currently Greg Stiesma. Wait, isn't that the new Hitman movie, Agent Fifty Four or something? Or Forty-seven. Forty-seven. Damn, Way so off. close. I got Damn it. Too. Uh, Forty-seven. <laughs> also, back to um, what we were saying for like Rollins, but it not really being a real ending. Let's not forget who else is going to be in the building that might cause a little chicanery in the ending of this match as well. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll let's kind of save that till the next match. No, I'm saying with someone else that Rollins may have been feuding with for a little bit of uh, a little bit of time now, who's got a lot of free time on his hands as of late. <laughs> or, or ultimate swerve, John uh, John Stewart is Seth Rollins' new heel manager. That would oh. be great. I would actually. Oh yes, that'd be, be awesome. As hell. Yeah, I'm. I'm for that. I was being a smartass for like four seconds. I'm like, oh yeah, you know that, that's uh, that's exactly what happens. By the way, what a fucking get. That's like, I mean, he's just doing it for his kid, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's still like a really huge get for them. Yeah. You know, it's really good they're chastising people if they want to pay fifty-five bucks for it. I want fuck. Bray Wyatt and Dean Ambrose promos. I want John Stewart and Paul Heyman promos. Oh, if you could feel my nipples. <laughs> you excited? Feel these balls because they're humming too. Alrighty, main events. Oh. Rock Lesnar, The Undertaker 
Uh, do you want me to recap what happened last time <laughs> that we did this for Pickups? Sure, I'm going to have my fourth beer of the night. I'm going to take the sip of my last one. And they're all 16 ounces, oh, too, one. so. Nice, you're, you're rocking and rolling. Yeah, I'm starting to finally get a little bit of a buzz. Actually, actually, you know what? I'm a little hazy on the whole story of this because I was gone and stuff like that. Um, hey, retrospective Rich. Oh, Christ. Can you can you kind of break down this whole match for me and like leading up to this? Can you do that for me? Mm-hmm. All right, sure. Uh, I don't even know how this. Remember how this happened? Maybe <laughs> Lesnar came out. Maybe Lesnar came out. Lesnar, yeah, Lesnar. One of those dudes came out and was like, "I want your ass." <laughs> <laughs> So they juggle, juggle each other's balls for a few weeks. <laughs> uh, then comes finally uh, the most official part of any of this contract signing. And, um, you know, uh, uh, Brock Lesnar uh, puts pen to paper. And Undertaker puts pen to palm to paper. And signs what we can only believe was through Brock Lesnar's hand. <laughs> Mind because you, uh, the match was still official for WrestleMania 30. <laughs> Mind you, Undertaker's dead, so his signature means nothing. It's not legally binding at all. Technically, that makes him a ghostwriter. <laughs> <laughs> That's a standing go. So they have a match. And, um, thing is, here's the build up to that match. Um, Undertaker's never been beaten at WrestleMania. <laughs> Going on. God damn it. That would have been the 22nd year. Yeah. <laughs> Except, um, you know, they're in the match. And, uh, you know, Brock Lesnar, uh, there's a couple suplexes. Then he F5s him, uh, the Undertaker. Then he F5'd The Undertaker a second time. And no one was really worried. <laughs> <laughs> and then he F5'd the, the Undertaker a third time. Um, and beat him. Uh, at WrestleMania. He was the first person to ever beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Um, he then goes on. For quite a while. Uh, uh, him and his advocate Paul Heyman. Uh, reminded people of that fact. Now, he was the one behind the one in 2101. And he was the one in 2101. Anyway, life goes on. Brock Lesnar has other pursuits. Undertaker fiddles around with a guy in a Hawaiian shirt. (laughs) In the meantime, uh, Brock Lesnar becomes your... WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, WrestleMania comes around the next year. We're a year later now. 12 months. Uh, Undertaker, back to his winning ways. No problem. The other guy, never been heard from again. (laughs) Uh, Brock Lesnar, however, things didn't go that well for him that night. He lost his title in a nefarious way to a Seth Rollins. Uh, he goes berserk the night after. Does does Brock Lesnar gets banned? 
from the company until further notice. Then he finally comes back in some weird way, in some father teaching a, a son a lesson way. Uh, for a title match against uh, the Seth Rollins guy. He still uh, ended up having his title after all this time. They're having their match. Uh, a little bit before this, um, there's a trip to Japan that was taken. That was fun. That Brock Lesnar guy killed some people. <laughs> <laughs> Ate some steaks. Kobe beef. So, yeah. 16 months after the initial... Was from The Undertaker. Uh, Brock Lesnar is having this match with Seth Rollins. Uh, putting him away in due time. And uh, lights go out. Undertaker comes up. Kicks him square in the nuts. <laughs> uh, Lesnar goes down. Couple tombstone pile drivers. With each crash of the knees, you go, oh no, his knees. <laughs> Um, yeah Uh, a couple nights later they're both at uh, Monday Night Raw and they both attempt to murder each other (laughs) it takes every person with intentional muscles in that building to try to stop them Uh, under which they're, my favorite quote of the wrestling year was this phrase, uh, I'm going to kill you, you're going to have to. <laughs> uh, cut to uh, this past week. Uh, Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman, they're in the ring, talking their classic smack. Lights go out, come back up, nothing happens. <laughs> Talk a little bit more. Lights goes out. Come back up. There's the Undertaker. Kicks him square in the balls. <laughs> End of story. And now we're up to date. <laughs> Crash of the knees. Oh no, his knees. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Rich. That that really paints a clear picture good, for me. Good, I appreciate it. Why is he kicking? <laughs> Like, I don't, I'm really, con- I'm interested. They're obviously going for something here, and I don't know what it is, which makes me happy, because it's not terribly predictable, but he keeps going for the nuts. I think it's because it's, like, it shows, like, a desperation of how desperate he is to get revenge from a clean fucking defeat. I guess, <laughs> but I don't, but that's the thing is, I don't know, WWE usually usually doesn't like gray the line as far as telling you how you're supposed to feel about something. Right. I don't know what they're telling me how I'm supposed to feel about this. Hey, 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 man, hey, man! It's like blue balls for your Your heart. heart. (laughs) (laughs) Eat my fucking ball, bud. He kicked Stan. (laughs) Stan. Hey, uh, hey, hey. You look familiar. Do I recognize you? What? Are you being Russo right now and you're going to talk about True Detective? No, no, no. no. I, was, I, was, I was mentioning the thing that I forgot to mention on the blank slate that I brought up later to you. 
Where I Vince don't. Vaughn and 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 Rachel oh, McAdams God. are. Oh no, Running Crashers. Yeah, there was Wedding a Crashers crash reference. reference in True Detective. Uh, oh, hold on, hold on. In in the spirit of recent Swaggle Squad events, uh, or Swaggle Network events, we're talking about True Detective. I just threw things. Okay. <laughs> Rich, I can make this here. The season two of True Detective made Wrestling Society X look like fucking The Wire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, second season of True Detective made Mantar look like fucking, like the first two years of Santino as a heel. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You're going first. I'm first? Fuck, then I went first for another thing. Whatever, it doesn't matter. I've been going in order for this. I was first last, it's your turn. I went with Lesnar for eight. Tope? I went with The Undertaker for nine. Eight. 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 Hold up. Hey. Wait, 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 wait. Did I just hear... Bridge say Lesnar for eight, and, and Tope say Undertaker for eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that happened. <laughs> I just threw my pen. Uh, yeah. I fucking hate True Detective season two. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> this all up. Look at this shit. I'm the only one who watched it, but I'm rubbing off on you guys. No, I watched it too. Oh, why? <laughs> Topic, uh, are you gonna? What? I will gladly explain why. You better start. <laughs> Time under tradition. Uh, for the last year, two years, year and a half. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get it right. Uh, Brock Lesnar has gone over on the Undertaker every single time Paul Hyman got on that mic. He needs to pay his due diligence. Lesnar can take that loss. Undertaker needs this win to go into the biggest match for his career, his last match. Because him losing, cool. See you at WrestleMania. He needs the same momentum that Brock needed going into their match at 30. Because if Lesnar would have lost to Undertaker, we wouldn't be here right now today. Take her for eight. For the first time ever in our friendship and in this podcast, Tope, I could not disagree with you more. <laughs> and, when, and when I'm right, kicking the ball. <laughs> I, 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 We're going to have some retarded fucking children. Uh, I'm sorry, I just jumped in front of Wind. I'll just say, I have Brock for eight, just like Rich does, because I, I feel like I, there was something that was said on Stone Cold's podcast right after Battleground that I've just had in my head the entire time about why this is happening. I think it just boils down to Taker got fucked up in the first minute of that match. He feels better and he wants to have a good match with Brock. I think that's as simple as it is. I, 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 yeah. I and I and I kind of want that to be the case because it's. It's fucking so short-sighted to not have somebody get that fucking rub. Because no one will ever get it. Rollins didn't get it. Yeah. Someone needs that. Um, also, it, just in terms of, like, 
I don't know, bigger picture stuff. Like, going into WrestleMania, I don't think Undertaker does need the momentum because he hasn't needed the momentum for... Ever. Forever, <laughs> Cause he, but... Because he's, he's always had it. But most specifically the past four... But but it's been him shows up... Like, if he ever needed the momentum, it was going into this last one after the loss. Um, I think it's it's fine. It'll be, it'll be big anyway because... They can either they acknowledge it's a retirement match or, or however they do it. It'll be huge regardless. Um, but two, the fact that Taker has, except for again, I think we've made mention of this before. It was like a tag team match on SmackDown, like over twelve years ago or whatever. Um, but like overall, Undertaker's never beaten Brock Lesnar. Why would he start now? Yeah. Also. Uh... My other thing was that Taker's going to work Mexico, apparently, too. I think we're going to see Taker, not like every fucking pay-per-view consistently, but I don't think this will be Taker's last pay-per-view before Mania. Somewhat of a farewell tour. Yeah, yeah. See, this is kind of like Flair's last hurrah. Like, Survivor Series this year is technically his 25th anniversary. I would be shocked if he didn't work that show. Um... The more and more I talk, the more and more I just think that Tope is going to be right. And my balls already hurt. <laughs> also, before we get this pick, I just want to be cute and say the word sting. <laughs> it's, of, it's adorable. He, 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 he might be under the roof. You never know. He's just going to be sitting there. Remember we used to joke about like Vladimir Kosov playing fucking Go Fish during WrestleMania? Sting is the old maid of, <laughs> of the WWE. Witten. No, it's just very... It, the one thing that hasn't got mentioned... Well, it's mentioned a little bit. Is how... It's how desperate he wants this match. Like, he was desperate uh, for 28 against Triple H. But he was... He, he was... He still... He had that aura. He was still the Undertaker. He was still undefeated. This is... This is desperate to the point where... You are now Bobby Hill screaming, that's my purse, I don't know you, and kicking someone in the balls. I still remember somebody who tweeted that to us. I keep forgetting his name, but I love that guy. Um, By the way, uh, officially, balls and kicking them has replaced Mama's family and the McLaughlin Report <laughs> for possible yeah. references. Continue. But, uh, but it's just interesting to see how desperate, because when it happened at Mania... There, it, the crowd was. The crowd was more on Taker's side, but it was close. Now, the crowd's on Lesnar's side, and you have to do something to make them more on Lesnar's side, since Lesnar has been kind of turning into this babyface. And this is how you're doing it. You're taking the Undertaker, and every time you show him, it's cheap shots. So he's becoming more uh, of, of a heel in this match. And if he's becoming more of a heel in this match, then if Sting was to alter this match in some way towards Lesnar's side and start setting up Mania, people wouldn't be too upset because they're already feeling heelish towards Taker. There's also the possibility that Kane could come back because it was Lesnar who took him out with the ankle. So Kane could come back and try to interfere with this match. No. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, make it, making it, making it more heelish. I would rather have the band Danity Kane play during this entire match. <laughs> come out and interfere in this match. I'm about to cry. Come on. But um, but but yeah, just with all with all that being said, uh. Who needs who needs this win? If Taker's going to be kind of doing a little farewell tour, and he's going to be appearing more and more than Lesnar, then he doesn't necessarily need this win because Lesnar will take this win and he'll take a little break. Uh, especially since they have Cena up there in the main title picture now, Lesnar can possibly take a little break towards Survivor Series or whatever like that. In the end, after it's all said and done, a kick in the balls is still a disqualification. <laughs> so I went. Brock, so I went Brock Lesnar for six. More, more because I think he's gonna he, he'll win, but still, a kick in the balls is a disqualification. This ends in a, if this ends in a disqualification. Then that's, that's I, SummerSlam, fuckers, go I, home. I retract my Kane statement. <laughs> if, 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 if Kane is the reason why it ends in DQ, we should throw out the pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? Well, no, if Kane is the reason this match ends in any way, shape, or form, if he interferes in this match, Pickums are over. <laughs> Forever? Yeah, we'll never do Pickums again. Oh my god. But Kane will have ruined everything <laughs> oh my god let's go home <laughs> uh righty well uh without augie we have managed to be unanimous in a one match god which was our tens across the board <laughs> so we're all getting that one wrong and <laughs> and uh from ever from there on out it is a uh, total fucking crapshoot Alrighty, boys, this has been a marathon episode. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you for listening to Podswoggle Wrestling Podcast with Entertainment. We encourage you, as always, check out podswoggle.com for all kinds of great stuff, including this very podcast, all kinds of great articles and content there. The other podcasts in the Swoggle Network, including the recently returned Picked Up, the recently back to one a week Married with Movies, and also the recently returned, essentially, because we finally had a new episode uh, after a month, the Blank Slate. Um, all those podcasts are available on iTunes, just like Podswoggle is, just like it is available on Stitcher Radio. Leave us a review. Leave us five stars. We'll read it on the show. We had a lot of emails, and we had a lot of tweets, but we're going super long, so we'll get into those on a future episode, I promise. Uh, but a lot of it was basically just talking about how everyone loves the new and improved drunk tope. Um, <laughs> Podswoggle at gmail.com is the email. Send us your thoughts there. Follow us on social media at Podswoggle on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, be on the lookout for some baller-ass announcements that Rich has been alluding to on other podcasts in the very near future. And, uh, yeah. 2015 butt munches, but we're still doing the damn thing. Anything else? Just uh, a few things, yeah. Um... You're definitely right about uh, Tope and that particular podcast. A lot of love for that. 
Um, and again, we'll get to the other tweets uh, at a later show because we are running very, very late. Um, one, uh, oh, also, we did have another uh, a, a star rating uh, added to our uh, show on iTunes. Leave a review, I encourage you. Please let us know what you think. Do appreciate the star rating, though, for sure. Uh, and also, um, as pointed out by uh, Jamie Can't Fail on Twitter, why you got to dump on my man slash Tiger Bengala. I thought you guys loved Fat Man and Acrobatics. And you know what, man? I mean, he's he's not wrong. Like, I'm... Like, if I ever had a shirt, it'd be called Fat Man Moonsaults. Like, apologies to Bengala. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's not an antithesis. I don't know what is. (laughs) Are those your last thoughts? Yeah. Okay, wait, any last thoughts? Uh, Two quick ones. One, guys, we say go listen to the other podcast. Go listen to the other podcast from our... Potswoggle Network. They are awesome. Uh, listening to the last blank slate, I have never yelled the word Greco so many times in my head. <laughs> and it, wasn't, and it, it wasn't the Greco. It was the Brody. Yeah, it wasn't I what we were talking about. Yeah, I did the same thing. And I, but, but then I thought you guys were talking about the Gilroy. That's, that's what it was. It was the Gilroy. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Witten. God damn No it. problem. Uh, the second thing is uh, I saw a flyer... Uh, for a wrestling show that's going to be coming through Nashville in September that's taking place at a, uh, a, a fair. Guys, if I pay this money, I get to go see Psychosis. Oh, well, enjoy your meal wherever else you're going to use that money that you're not going to that fair for. <laughs> I think Magnus is wrestling too. Good, good for them. Also, uh, in my defense, I watched six hours of those movies, so forgive me for not remembering anything about them afterwards. My order of preference, three, one, two. Carry on. Yeah. At least two's at the end. Tope, <laughs> any last thoughts? Uh, I'll be brief. Uh, yeah, that was a crazy podcast I was on. You guys seemed like you enjoyed it. Uh, apologies to uh, Sasha Banks, um, Edge. Cobb Salads, John Lovitz, those hookers we met in Gainesville, Mullet, Slavery, Chick-fil-A, CM Punk, Mufasa, Dulé Hill, Hall and Oates, those three girls who I will not name who I said on the podcast. Every <laughs> single girl I have had sex with, won't have sex with, and might have sex with in my entire life. Moms in general for no specific reason. And uh, just, uh, everyone, apologies to all of you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, all honesty, uh, you didn't say anything bad about Dulé Hill. <laughs> I was about to say, he's having a good year. <laughs> I, I, I didn't follow up on the question of the Dulé. I should have talked about him more. <laughs> one thing, most of back, that I have to clarify. Well, two things. Number one, do I sound that white? Mm. Okay. okay. Let's turn, let's turn no, no. I, 100%. That's just my white person voice. I would have done that for anyone. No, no, Rich was right. Yeah, no, you do. I'll say it. You I'm, do. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a one. And then number two, the Chick-fil-A joke. Was that just something that, like, actual fuckboys do? Or were you just trying to copy my illusions? I was not trying. I was so fucking drunk. I don't even remember. <laughs> I didn't remember that we actually did karaoke that night either. I don't. I still don't believe we did. We did. It well, wasn't good, but we did it. 
Oh my god. For Tope, for Widen, for Rich, for everyone on Tope's list, this is Mullet signing off for Potswell, a wrestling podcast with entertainment. We are swogging off. This has been a Podswoggle Network production. Visit podswoggle.com for more of that sweet, sweet entertainment.